Hello there. It's me, your old friend, Chris. How you doing? So, this episode of A Dialogue Box is a little bit different. We did it live on Twitch, as opposed to just recording it betweenst Gwen and myself. Betweenst, I'm pretty sure, is definitely a word. Trust me, I'm English. I know all about these things. So, we're going to get right into it. We're talking about ArenaNet and all that stuff that happened. So, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Also, let us know if you like this format. And uh, be sure to join us next week, because we're going to be doing it on Twitch again on Wednesdays, for those interested. But follow us on Twitter, if you haven't already. I'm Chris Slight, and she is Dire Goldfish. But for now, let's hear what past me has to say. Well, let's get into talking about this. So, from my understanding, which is very limited through skimming the... Uh, discussion topics someone got fired for like as far as i can tell someone got fired because someone bitched a developer the developer clapped back and then arena net will like no you're fired now all right so tell me the actual things yes so this is interesting it's something that's like well there's a lot going on here that's very interesting uh, first off, for background knowledge, yes, uh, at ArenaNet, um, there was a writer at ArenaNet, and she tweeted out a sequence of tweets just to, like, going through her thoughts on, on narrative design in, um, on Guild Wars? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yes. Guild Wars 2. Um, Guild Wars 2. So she was tweeting out her thoughts on Guild Wars 2, and she tweeted out a sequence of her thoughts, and uh, somebody replied, and they, they had a reply that was, like, maybe a little bit juvie, um, or, or, like, a little bit pedestrian, but asked a question very politely, just um, asked, like, hey, but why can't you have, you know, something about branching narrative? I honestly didn't um, pay that much attention to that part, but um, what the hubbub was after that, she responded in a, oh, here we go again, a guy's mansplaining kind of a way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and basically, yes, she, I wouldn't say she got in a fight, like it escalated. Um, some people on Reddit, a a lot of people rallied behind this YouTuber that had pinged her and asked this question and said, Hey, he's asking an honest question. Yeah, it was a YouTuber, um, that that's, uh, or maybe a streamer, um, that that's pretty big in the community that's okay. a big part. like he's he's a big deal in the guild wars community and like mmos tend to have communities so so she replies in a maybe a little um clipped sort of a way um mm. and then he a, a lot of people come to his defense and are like it was an honest question you didn't have to be like that and then and then it just kind of turns into a whole thing and not just her a, a co-worker of hers kind of came in and, and like tried to defend her and be like look she gets talked down to all the time um anyway arena net uh, it, it escalated to the point where it did kind of um they were being kind of mean to each other online like people were being extremely mean to her and she was you know not having it and then yeah. in the end she got fired uh Ew. pretty swiftly and more m- the thing that's even more strange is the guy that kind of came to her defense and I would argue was pretty reasonable in his replies. There was a person who had worked at a, he was an individual that worked at arena net for about 11 years hmm. and he also got fired. Oh, so, and so this is a conversation in our industry right now is can, uh, there's so many things around this topic. And I think this was covered really, really well in a waypoint podcast. Actually. I think they like, I almost didn't want to talk about it. Cause I feel like they covered it perfectly. Uh, they, I did, they I kind didn't of listen dug to into what like did, what did they say? What's the gist? Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about around this, right? Like, there's a lot about 
like it, it goes into at what point are you do you stop doing something like okay so I'm a I'm a game developer like at what point do you stop being a hobbyist game developer at what point do you become a person like I'm obviously not a hobbyist I do this professionally but at what point when you start I'll, I'll share thoughts and ideas online and and I'll um I'll have back and forth with my Twitter followers and stuff and I keep it pretty polite. But on the other hand, like I've got a very small number of Twitter followers. Right. Mm. And so I don't have this experience of like I put something out there and then I get 50 people having the same kind of pedestrian comments like I and you don't see that. Like, yeah, when you that was an interesting thing. that The waypoint people brought up was like if you um, if you're replying to somebody on Twitter, you don't see that like 50 other people have already sent that reply. So you don't realize how irritating you're being most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so it's really easy to accidentally really irritate somebody. I don't, I don't have that experience. Um, and I like in general, I mean, you're getting a situation where people are really upset. Uh, the, uh, you're getting a wide range of opinions over whether this should have happened or not. And whether I, I think at the end of the day, everybody involved was extremely hasty. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I, I think if you're if you're like a. A level-headed person you could say okay there was kind of some blame on both sides there's absolutely no way anybody should have been fired that's way over the top kind of uh, seems like it maybe there was some backstory and like there was a history here and there was like a reason that they got fired or maybe like and maybe there was a backstory to her being harassed online before this um and bringing it to people's attention and it continuing like most likely this in every case this was a straw that broke the camel's back people keep using that expression yeah um most it's one of those things where it's impossible to know if you're not there and but everybody wants to speculate so everybody is and the, it starts a bunch of conversations is your twitter personal at what point does your twitter cross over from being personal to not at what point um like we have we do this podcast we have a couple hundred people listen to this right yeah. like at what point does this stop being a hobby that we do for our friends because it, it was right like it's mostly most of the people listen are like my mom and dad and like people that know us right yeah but like it it's there's about half the people that listen to us i don't think either of us know and oh at what mo- point more than are that we yeah. like i know a lot of people you do <laughs> no, i don't <laughs> i look at the i look at the demographic breakdown i'm like i don't know that many american people <laughs> yeah i uh, but, but like at what point does it stop being something you're doing for fun and at what point does it actually kind of become a platform right mm. like do we have a responsibility if we have a platform to to say certain things this it there's just a lot of questions that it, and to me like this has been incredibly interesting because it, it is one of those things where it's like the people who are the people who are like hey if I said if I was crude to a customer I'd be fired Mm. there's a lot of people where that's true like maybe you work at a hardware store in in you know fucking the middle of america somewhere and if you're rude to a customer your boss can fire you absolutely that's true yeah. but you're also not in a situation where all the time at any moment anytime you put something online there's thousands of people that are like hanging on your every word and and talking to you all the time and you could always say hey don't just don't be on twitter but the reality is you kind of need to be on Twitter to promote yourself these days. And you can say things like, uh, like there's a reality here that if a guy working at a hardware store out in the middle of America says some racist shit on his Twitter account, like he's maybe not going to be fired. Maybe he is, but at the end of the day, there's 30 people following him. Mm, right. Yeah. Whereas if somebody, if Roseanne says something racist, it's like, well, that's several million people. Yeah. And uh, your show and is canceled. Yeah. 
And at what point do you have to respect the fact that you have a platform and you have to use that properly? And at what point, um, like at what point does your social media account stop being personal and become actually kind of professional? Especially when you don't really have a choice over it. Like I don't choose who follows me on Twitter. No one yeah. does, right? So like you could always make an argument where it's like, well, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, don't follow me. But then, I mean, no one's going to get mad at Joe Hardware Store Worker out mm. in middle America, but they're going to get real mad at Roseanne because she just has, is so much more influential. Yeah. But you don't get to choose how influential you are. So you just kind of like end up in this loop where it's like, well, what, at what point does social media become a responsibility? And at what point do you represent your company versus representing you? And at what point, um, like, there, there's so much in this that's extremely interesting to me, too, because it's like, I mean, you, you've you spent like two years trying to convince me to get on Twitch. And there's something, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I, uh, Twitch and Twitter have a weird way of being really personal. They have a weird way of making it feel like you're really, really close to somebody that's a total stranger, mm. right? Like, you can, like, and, and I, I've been on both sides of that. Like, I've, there, there's loads of people that I follow that I'm like, I know everything you think and I'm totally friends with you. Uh, and I'm like, then we've talked about this and then you meet them in real life and they're like, who the hell are you? Like, yeah, whichever. yeah, yeah. Or, or in the, in my industry, it's crazy. You got to do the double take of like, okay, I've been following them. I know everything they're doing, mm. but I have to act like I don't cause that's yeah. weird. I don't but actually know you, but I yeah. do. But I might've met you. And every time we've, if there's been a potential where I've met you, we've probably been drinking <laughs> some <laughs> industry event. So it's like, okay. Do I know Ryan Clark actually in the RL because we were drinking together at one point or and what did he tell me then versus what did I hear from Clark Tank? Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't. And should I admit that I watch Clark Tank or is that weird? Like, is it weird? I don't know. I don't yeah. think it is. But then I don't know. I go in at a different I go in at a different angle. So I don't know. But uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I, it's... Weird, game developers never admit that they follow each other as much as they do or everyone else is following everyone else way less than i do i don't know one of those two things is true but nobody's like, following you turns out you're like oh shit <laughs> it's just yeah. me no oh man and you get the, you do get that too sometimes right like you'll be talking so somebody will come up i i've been on the other side where people have come up to me and they've talked to me as if they know me and i'm like pretty sure i don't or they'll assume especially if somebody is more important than you they mm. will assume that you know everything they're doing. But there's too many people in this industry. Yeah. So and I, I get I that. Don't... Like, I get that with streamers. And I don't know who the fuck they are. So they'll come over and be like, oh, hey, it's me. Here I am. And like, with an attitude on them. And, as if they are important. And they probably are to some people. But to me, in the moment, especially when I'm like production rather than like a host, you're just like, I, I do not fucking care. Who are you? Are you meant to be on there? Then go on there. <laughs> like, I, I just need this to work. Like, so. Yeah. Well, you get that a lot more with people who stream. They tend to assume everybody knows them. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and indies, it's interesting. Like in AAA, somebody will come up to you and they'll be like, You've an old friend of mine, even people I know very closely. I have a lot of friends in the Dishonored team and I haven't played Dishonored too, because I'm a terrible human being. And I've mentioned this every podcast. I still haven't rectified it. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking awful. forward to it someday. Yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, I can in AAA because there are so many games and they take so many hours to beat. You just kind of assume that people haven't played your game and your friends anyway. Like it's not a big deal. 
Whereas in the indie community, it's like, you better not fucking admit you haven't played their game. Yeah, that's got to be a tough one, right? And you better know what the hell they're doing, but not really, not to a point where it's creepy, just enough, right? And yeah, like, oh, I saw you were doing the thing. Like, that's enough. Like, you saw yeah. you were doing the thing. But yeah, the whole the whole arena net thing sounds... It yeah. sounds complicated, but I think it does, as you say, I think it starts some very interesting conversations. Because you've been talking about, as you brought up, the line of what you can and can't do on Twitter or Twitch and how open you do or do not want to be. So I know, mm-hmm. like, I still rarely will tweet that I dislike something, even though... It burns within me that I'm like, I must tell the world that I don't like thing. But, like, nobody like One, nobody fucking likes that or cares. Like, no one wants to hear what you don't like. Like, not interesting. But, like... I really? Know. I think the world loves that. The world Sometimes. loves it when critics are like, fuck this game. The world, I feel like, encourages critics to be over have over-the-top opinions on one way or the other. That's true. But People I, like that. I like I I will I know I will get to points where I'll censor myself to the point where I feel like like I got just nothing <laughs> nothing to say of interest like I'm just like yo going outside and like that's as good as it's gonna get because any of my opinions I'm like well I better not just throw out some fucking wild opinion on shit like I yeah. uh, the most responses I've had to anything recently was I retweeted that uh throw out your controversial video gaming opinions that you're willing to stand by. And I was like, fuck it. The world must know what I think is bullshit. So I threw some out. Was and the that wa- the one Rami said, or was that the one like Game Informer or somebody I think said? It was I saw ga- that. Yeah, it was like Game Informer or somebody like that. No, PC yeah. Gamer, maybe? It was somebody. Yeah, yeah, it was PC Gamer. It was an outlet. Yeah, yeah. But I retweeted it, and there was a bunch of them in there, but the one that got a bunch of replies... and people were some people were mad at me about was i was like monkey island is not funny like, like, I was like that was it i was like it's not funny and i'm willing to stand by it people were like the fuck are you talking about monkey island's not funny it's fucking funny and i was like never made me laugh therefore oh. not funny <laughs> but that well, was I mean, the one it's... time and people were people were not happy and and that's when i'm like oh that's maybe why i don't do this because what have i achieved except some people being like no you're an idiot like, See, I feel like you, in my mind, you have it so much easier because like, who cares if, if you don't like something and people, uh, disagree with you and you can have kind of a debate, that's fine. Like it's fun to debate about why you like things or why something yes. is better than something yeah, else yeah. or something like that. I think I envy the freedom you have to do that because the reality is once you've, uh, become a, when, like when you're a game developer, you're just too close to it. I can't look at something like mm. Monkey Island when I've like worked with Tim Schafer and I yes. like I, I when you like somebody you tend to like the games they make too and yeah. I I like I know what goes into it to such a degree and I know the emotions that are involved and I know I most likely for any given game I know the backstory if something went wrong in production I like I can kind of figure out why and I can empathize and it's like it's very difficult to just objectively look at a game and see if it's say if it's good or bad because you just got all this stuff going on and even if you can even if you feel a certain way you'll never fucking broadcast it no because i like i i can look at a game and i can be like wow uh that looks like crap that looks like the color wheel vomited like where did they come up with this art style in my head but on the (laughs) other hand i i'm like oh but i know people that work there and i don't want to you know like they Mm they put time into this this is their baby and there's probably a reason like nothing is nobody is trying to make crap 
like everybody's yeah. trying really hard but there's maybe constraints or something like uh, most of the people i know are extremely passionate about what they make and and i mean you have to be you don't make it in this industry if you're not you know extraordinarily driven uh for the most part i mean you don't like nobody's sitting around like well i guess I mean, I could be a lawyer or a game developer. I think I'd make more money as a lawyer, but maybe I'd have more fun as a game developer. Maybe. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, that's not... No one's, no one's like, maybe on the fence about yeah. being a game developer. You fought for this shit. Like, it mm. wasn't easy, right? And and the people... And so to, to just shit on someone's work is hard. When you it is. And that, I think, was part of when I did that tweet. It, it It's that weird relief of just being like fuck it i don't care anymore and just like <laughs> throwing stupid opinions out to the wind and just being like you know what fuck it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna think about all of the things that i should think about as a rational adult and be like now that here are here are all the reasons why you wouldn't do that and it's like fuck it but i bet you do feel that way when you look at streamers and stuff right like something that's in your field like when you see a bad production, some part of you, you'll never be like, oh, that's a bad production. You'll be like, ooh, man, I've been there. Like some part of you just empathizes. Presenters, right? yeah, def definitely. I mean, there was a there was a crin cringe compilation of E3 that was going around. And there, there was a couple of moments, and I knew a bunch of the presenters on that, which is weird because it was the first time that I was like, oh, I these are all people that I've worked with like in the last few years. And they were in these cringe compilations and there were moments and I was just like, oh, fuck, I know exactly why you're doing this and what you're trying to do. And like someone's asked you to do this. And yeah, that's a shame. And, and yeah, so it's one of those things where you're just like, I can't shit on the person for this because it's like you're so in the moment with that shit that you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. Like there, there was we a there was a dude that went around during the EA press conference and it was a bit before he introduced FIFA, and he was just him going, goal, but like for ages. And that made it into the, a few like people posting it around being like, oh my God, what is this? And I was just like, he's just doing a thing. Like he probably didn't even think about it after about like five seconds. <laughs> like you just do it. So yeah, Maybe. I know what you mean. Because you got to be spontaneous too. Yeah. yeah. We, know, cu we cut the last episode where we were talking about E3, which we is did. like. The reason I was laughing was because you reminded me of the, the Ubisoft hot mic situation. It was hilarious. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was great because they had hot mics. So, like, they clearly the presenters had no idea the mic was on before or yeah. after the show for, like, about a minute or two. Like, it would be on a minute before they went on and on a minute afterwards. And so you could uh. hear them backstage just being like, yeah, you crushed it. Yeah, man. Like, so happy. There's so much. There is so much trust between you and the person who's running the production in that moment because you're always like normally like if you're just working direct like there's some when i do things like you've been on stage with me there's a producer over there and they were saying in your ear you're clear and you're like okay now i can say all the fucking stupid shit i want to say that i obviously don't need people to hear but like when you're just coming off stage you i guess no one had said to them before they come on like will tell you when you're clear or like whatever. So they just assumed. And so you just come off and you're like, yeah, we fucking did it. And it's like, oh, Aw. but it was great though. It was they nice. Were so happy. Yeah. It was yeah. so cheerful. They got off the stage and they were like, yeah, you crushed it, buddy. Yeah, it did. And yeah, that, was that went great. Street. And they were like, yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, Ubisoft. That was what, that, they were like my favorite show just because of that. Ubisoft, like, Ubisoft I relate do a good to job. These, people. these are not presenters. That's the other thing I liked about it. Yeah. Like, 
you can definitely tell they're not presenters. Those are definitely the game devs. Mm. There's, that's a double-edged sword. I, uh, <laughs> like, I'm always, like, I watch some press conferences sometimes, and it's like, because all the executives are suddenly like, I can be a presenter. And it's like, mm, you know, like, because a lot of companies like Ubisoft, they will hire people that can present. Or like EA, they will hire people that can present. But if you're a Microsoft or a Sony, they all, for some reason, suddenly are full of hubris. And like, I can do it. Like, And it's like, eh, yeah, some of you kind of can, but also some of you kind of can't. And like, it's tough to watch. But like, <laughs> that's just my opinion. The- I don't know. Yeah, the Sunny press conference was a whole thing. We cut that oh, podcast. Do you, we should we did. talk about it? Was it ages ago? Well, that's why it was cut because I'm it still like I've been ill for fucking ages. I got back from E3 and then I got super ill, and so yeah. uh, nothing really happened. Why is my screensaver turning on? There we go. Hopefully that didn't affect anything. Um, yeah, technology I, is hard. Technology is hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah we did so- talk about E3, and I ended up not editing that episode because I was ill. But yeah, E three E three was it was fine. Like that's it was a lot. I don't even it remember. It was in the now. long ago. There's been like so much drama between then and now. It's God, like... there has right. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, so there was Arena Net, and then there was another thing. Well, I there was a there was a hot day where everyone was telling me that everyone was a game dev, and I didn't fully source why. Like I, I was just like. Think... You know, I'm still trying to wind back where that started, and I think it was the same arena net thing. I think because oh, it, it's the it same went, thing. It went it went weird. Like someone somewhere said something, probably on Reddit. That's where we're, most of the weird shit starts. Yeah. And it, about like uh, uh, writers aren't game devs anyway, and then that turned into like people started fighting over who was or wasn't a game yeah. developer. And then it became like, my janitor is a game developer. And then, like, for some reason, my feed was full of people who were like, the most important thing at your studio is a programmer. And I was like, where did, how did, is everyone just, like, everybody on Twitter is just like, has their, like, is is bursting, waiting for this one moment where they can be like, I'm mad about this. It felt like it. This goes back into like, so it, 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 it kind of all winds back to a, there's a lot of interesting conversations around this arena net stuff, right? Because yeah. like some of this that, that started is, uh, I mean, we, we go around and we talk about imposter syndrome and we tell everybody exactly things like this. Like everyone is a game developer. Have you made a game? You're a game developer. Mm. You're entitled to have an opinion, you know, like, do you work HR at a game company? You're a game developer. Uh, do you, and, and we say these things and then we talk about imposter syndrome and how it doesn't, you know, no matter where you are, even if you're a student, it doesn't matter. You know, you you have the right to have an opinion. Don't have imposter syndrome. But then when people, but then that makes it very difficult when people, I don't want to say take it too far, but people, if if you are a student in college who has maybe not quite made a game yet, you're working on your first game, maybe you shouldn't be trying to correct professionals on Twitter, or maybe you shouldn't be putting up YouTube videos on how to do something necessarily uh, if you've like never actually done it before or done it successfully, mm. the number of YouTube videos about like I'll, I'll go to, I mean I'm on Reddit. You you know I'm on the internet, right? Like, so, I'm aware. I'll, yeah. Yeah. We're on like, it right I'll, now. The first time, every time I go on Reddit and somebody's like, "Here's a video on X Y Z. Here's a video on uh, why how to do something in production, or here's here's a my personal hot take on whether you should use Unity or Unreal, mm. right?" And it, they'll present themselves like they'll be like, I'm a game developer. I've been working in games for three years now. And then I and they have the, the dumbest opinions in mm. my when I go to their YouTube channel and watch the video. 
and then I, I look it up later and I'm like, oh, you've been in college for three years and you've never shipped <laughs> anything. Like, yeah, I guess it's and I a mean, little I, different. And you don't want to be like, don't have, like sit down and shut up. And, and But I can totally understand why a writer who is working, who, who took the time to like outline her process and why she, she was writing the way she did uh, in a series of tweets and put that on Twitter uh, and somebody corrects her. Her first thought is probably like, oh, this is a, another fucking YouTuber. You know, this is an armchair game dev correcting me. And I can understand how somebody could have, like, I could understand if she's been corrected by, like, 50 million armchair devs, mm. how that how that can go, you know? Like, we can't simultaneously tell everybody, like, you have imposter syndrome, you're our developer no matter what, and then be like, uh, how do I put it? There is such a thing as expertise and experience, yeah. right? Of course. And, and to be fair, like... I, I mean, I, I have my own personal opinions about this. I personally feel that she overreacted. Like, um, but I, I also have not in her position at all, right? Like, yeah. at all. Like, I don't have anything near that kind of following at all. Well, yeah, and, and this was the thing you brought up that I think, uh, I forget the podcast that you mentioned, Waypoint um, mentioned, where they were like, you get that shit all day, every day, you might reach a point where you're like, just fuck off. <laughs> like... Oh. Oh, dude, I think everybody should go listen to that Waypoint podcast. It was fantastic. Especially, yeah. I don't know who, um, like, I know, I've list I used to listen to Idle Weekends, so I know Daniel Riendo and Rob Sackney. Like, I've listened to a couple of their stuff, but the the Waypoint podcast also had some new people that I don't, I, I don't even know their names. But, like, one dude, the dude that was running that was talking about what it's like to be a business owner and um, how he was like, I don't, because I'll tell you, like, I, I've never worked at a place where you could just fire somebody immediately, ever. <laughs> Like that's actually kind of it's kind of like difficult most, to fire people that i know that much like oh, it, it's super hard it takes a that's, fucking that's while it's <laughs> shocking right yeah. like you have to like i've worked at places like i'll tell you right now because gazillion went under like if in gazillion if you were bad uh you were promoted sideways into marketing like oh. so if you were an artist now like now you're a marketing artist and they mm. gave you nothing to do and they waited six months. And if you didn't leave, then your job would be redundant. But it was a long process. And everywhere else I've worked, it's like, we are going to put, we, you have to have like a paper trail of problems. Oh, yeah. Like I've never seen a situation. And, and it's always been kind of like, there's some dead weight at some of these studios, you know, like there's some people who are really not ideal. Uh, and you just kind of wait out the two years until eventually the project ships and then you kind of do your cleaning house at the end yeah. uh, which is gross to say but is kind of true because in reality in america it's very difficult to fire anybody but like oh, yeah. i guess they don't have that problem there <laughs> apparently <laughs> not apparently that is not a thing that they have to worry about i don't know there are there are sometimes where it's like what is it like gross misconduct or whatever the, what, i mean this is boring like i'm just talking about corporate <laughs> strategy okay, still, i know if it's cut it if We're this is true this, this is true if it's uh gross misconduct you can uh you can get rid of someone fast like i know that much but like mm. i don't know who yeah, knows America, like usually you have to put someone on a pip and they have to be on a pip for a long time and like as yeah well, like paper trail it's complicated yeah it's kind of weird but i don't know it if it, the thing with because uh it's me acknowledging a chat. Odba, our good friend, Mr. Lum, mentioning oh, the, the, the free giant 
things of the week, which is arena net, whether people are game devs. Oh, but do you know where that started? Because I couldn't trace back how... I just went on Twitter one day and people were saying, everyone ever is... I think I made a joke saying that as far mm. as I can tell, every single person ever is a game developer. But <laughs> I don't, but I couldn't trace it, and I was being very flippant, so I don't, I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, it's like I said. I think it started on Reddit. I think it had something mm. to do with people talking about writers not actually being game developers, because most of the backlash seemed to come from writers, and then yeah. it turned into a bunch of jokes, and nobody really knows where it started. This is actually interesting. I've never been a part of this where everybody. It was so much subtweeting happened mm. that nobody I know can figure out where it originated. <laughs> it just like, was there. We're just like in inception of subtweets. We haven't worked our way back to the reality yet, which is part of like why Twitter is bullshit. This goes into like social media is horrifying. Yeah. Society is collapsing. Oh, I'll, Chris Lum doesn't know either. He's, he also has no idea where it began. It's like Nobody knows. Started somewhere. Who fucking knows? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it, it just, it is difficult to know. Um, it's difficult to suss out who is an authority figure. We've reached a point where online, it's so easy to put your ideas out there. Pretty much everybody can present themselves as an authority figure. Mm. Uh, oh, fuck it's yeah. It's also reached a point where you have such incredible access to everybody all the time, right? Like you can easily, you can, if you have a thought about game narrative, then we have to stop picking on her. Uh, but like, if, if you have a thought about, if you have a thought about how to be funny in a game, you can yeah. tweet it at Tim Schafer and, yeah. and maybe he'll reply and maybe not. And maybe 50 other people have already tweeted that and you don't know that because you don't see that. And if he reacts negatively to what you say, if he's like, everybody asks that, read that, check this link, uh, then somebody can link that tweet in an article. But all anybody else will ever see is that one exchange yeah. of like, nobody will see the, the 49 other tweets that Tim Schafer got, right? Oh. I, ha I actually have from this week a story that re relates to that. It's not video games, so it relates exactly to that. So yeah. my favorite musical artist in the world, Devin Townsend, has just put out a new uh, live DVD. And I'd seen he tweeted something about how the mix on the YouTube videos that had gone up to advertise it were weird. Like the drums were too loud. Some of the guitars are too quiet. And I saw that tweet, then the, my DVD turns up, and I'm sitting and watching it, and I'm like, man, the drums are too loud. Like, and, like, it, it, sound, it sounded like, from what the discussion was, that it had been mixed from 5.1 in stereo, but not very well. So I was like, hmm. And I was like, well, that's weird. And I was like, maybe I can help, because no one else is talking about the Blu-ray yet. I filmed a little bit of it, specifically, on my phone, and was like, oh, you see this bit here? like the, where the the guy's playing the guitar but you can't even hear it like it feels like everything's mixed weird like that that's the best example on my phone i can get and i tweeted it to him and like his reply was hang on, let me find it because it was still like it's still like the most recent thing he tweeted and it made me really sad um he just i'm so confused i thought i'd nailed it I think I'm going to take time out from the internet and just focus on writing Empath, which is his next album. And I was like, oh no. And then I looked in his replies and like, obviously, same thing. Loads of fucking people have tweeted him about it. And I guess because I'm verified, I got through a bit easier. But it's just lots of him being like, well, maybe I got, I just fucked up. And he's like, I guess I just fucked up. Like to lots of yeah. people. And I was like, 
oh no and like i sent him some reply i fucked around with my whole musical system and like made it sound a bit better and i was like oh, i fixed it I'm, uh, it's fine and i was just like oh god he seems so sad <laughs> like, and i was like no i love you <laughs> Yeah. So that was not that was not a good day at the office, <laughs> and he hasn't tweeted anything since. I was so I like I sent like three more replies, being like, "Oh well, I fucked around with oh, it, and it sounds better." And like, dude, no, let it go, let it go. Oh, I have now. Like, let I immediately did. But yeah, like it's, that's nobody wants that. Like when you're no. a creator and you put something out there to, because uh, usually in game dev, it's actually kind of the opposite. Like you get uh. If somebody sends you a bug, you assume a hundred other people have hit that bug, but nobody yeah. bothered to tell you. Um, except for, and that's true. Like, so if you work in an MMO or an online game, uh, what'll happen is the people who are in your forums are the people who are not playing the game, and they're not playing the game because something is wrong or they're unhappy. Yeah. So all you get isn't the negative, right? Mm. You don't get the positive because the people who are happy and playing the game aren't on the forums. They're yeah. happy and they're playing yeah, yeah. the game, right? So you just get inundated with it and i uh, i can definitely see if you're somebody who's like he doesn't have a community manager that's used to just dealing with the negative all the time or some shit right yeah like he's just some dude making music uh so yeah like getting just getting hearing that blip like a hundred times yeah a day that's like, gotta suck you fucked up here's how you fucked up i think you fucked up in this it's like oh, and this God. is the thing like you look at it the the advantage you had from his perspective i guess is you look at all the comments there's no one saying like you fucking idiot like fuck you it's all people being quite considerate but it's still all the same thing which is like this thing you've been working on for fucking ages that you thought you'd nailed <laughs> like it's wrong yeah. in some way and here's me telling you about it and it's just like oh man like <laughs> that sucks yeah and that's the worst because like it's easy to brush someone off if they're clearly a jerk yeah it's harder when it, they're all nice and you can't reply to them all. Yeah. Uh, it's just lots of people oh, being yeah. like, oh man, hey, I noticed. Because yeah, like you say, I didn't know who else to tweet other than him. Like, I guess maybe the record label or whoever fucking put it out. But like... Or just know that like if, if somebody knows there's a problem, then you yeah. know, like don't. Just, you, you're not helping. No, turns you know? out. I thought I was. I genuinely thought. I was like, no one's mentioned anything about the Blu-ray yet. I'm looking at his timeline. Oh, no, the Blu-ray has a problem as well. Maybe he doesn't know about this. I should let him know, like, because you don't want to sell more of them and have them all be fucked up. I'm like, I'm not too worried, but here we go. It's a thing. And it's like, no. He'll get over it. The other thing is, like, I mean, it's weird because we put our stuff out there. Uh, so, so when you have... Most people fall into a much smaller, uh, okay, so, like, most people are neither Roseanne, yeah. <laughs> nor are they, like, the guy working at the hardware store, right? Yeah. Like, most people are somewhere in the middle, where it's kind of gray, and every now and then something happens that, es like, uh, my friend who was working on Battlefield, and, like, he's only got maybe 3,000 followers. He's not a big deal on Twitter. He's mm. kind of a big deal, but he's not a big deal. And, yeah. And, yeah, he's, like, defending his artistic, his right to artistic expression on Reddit. And it exploded. And, like, now he's got, like, his phone is just ringing off the hook. And he's yeah. dealing with, like... And on the one hand, you're like, whatever, you're public figure, you have a Twitter. It's like, yeah, but there's... He's not mm. used to, like... He's not used to that. Like, that's a whole different level. And yeah. you can just suddenly go from this kind of very low tier to this high tier very quickly. Oh, people yeah. kind of expect you. It, it's easy to creep into this place where, like, at some point, uh, like, I don't even know if we're there. I don't think we are. Like, are we res res 
Okay, so like a lot of I mean I don't we don't plan this show, mm. right? Like not really. No. Uh, like we don't think carefully about how it impacts the world mm. or anything like that. Maybe we should. That's the thing. Like maybe we should. Like it's only, yeah. it's small. Like there's what less than thirty people in here. Maybe less than two hundred people will hear this. My mom's probably listening like eight times. But like, she'll probably day, listen to this. Oh, my mom totally listens to this. Oh really? Oh, oh nice. yeah. Hey, hey mom. So like. I'm Mrs. But, Bray. Anyway. anyway, what yeah. were we talking about? I got uh, at the end of the day, you were saying not many people listen to this, but... What... Oh, yeah, but, like, uh, so we got uh, we got some feedback. Um, I posted that we did this on Reddit one time, and somebody was like, uh, it's a good podcast, but they tend to have a lot of neoliberal bullshit, like something along oh, those Oh, really? Lines. I remember the words neoliberal bullshit, and I was sure. and I, and I messaged them, and I was like, well, you know, was there something I said that offended you? Like, where do we, where do we stand here? Mm. And it, what it comes down to is just, like, uh, an individual felt that we had a responsibility to talk about certain things that are going mm. on in the games industry and to talk about how politics affect the games industry. Um, because if we don't talk about it, then that's irresponsible. But I mean, like, at what point is that true? You can definitely, because I'm, I'm mixed on this because it is true that like during Gamergate, a lot of people didn't talk about Gamergate, and there's yeah. sort of a thing, it's like if you were on the sidelines and you didn't talk about it, then what the fuck's going on there? Uh, but on the other hand, it's like, God, does everything, does every single person need to talk about every single negative thing every day? And when do you cross this line where it's your responsibility to talk about things? Or, yeah. like, you're not you're not allowed to just have an opinion and, like, be a, a person with off-the-shelf the opinions? Because... I mean, you know, I imagine if you're like a very big deal and having an opinion online about technology impacts the stock prices of something. Yeah. You're pretty like, okay, you've crossed into influential. Yeah. And if you're like Joe Hardware Store, don't give a fuck guy. Okay. Mm. You can probably just say whatever online. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Doesn't matter. It's just your opinion. No one. It's your. Yeah. But like a lot of us fall in the middle. Most mm. of us fall in the middle. At least most of the people I know fall somewhere in the middle where yeah. like some percentage of people listen to them. Everyone's got some kind of small community that follows them or listens to what they say. And how much how much responsibility do you have there? It's like, I don't know. Like, that sucks. I don't want to be responsible. Like, I kind of like hanging out with Chris and chatting, you know, like Chris, fun, happy, you know, chat with Chris late time is good. Yeah. And it allows us to be really off the cuff because I don't have to worry about that stuff. This but, is true. And th this was obviously a conversation going into doing this live as well, because yes. you don't you don't have that safety net of like you throwing something out and then being like, oh, cut that out <laughs> like to me later, because it's like, well, 30 people heard it or whatever. Yeah, uh, the Twitch chat's cool. I know these guys. But like uh, the podcast is around forever, though. We got to be careful about that one. I think maybe. Maybe. I don't know, I don't know how things work. Maybe. Maybe we'll just delete it. Fuck it. It'll still probably be there. People have downloaded it. Oh, no. This, this, we can delete this. It, it, it can go. And no one need ever see it ever again. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's an interesting... It's an interesting thing. Because, yeah, I definitely... Because, yeah, well, on average, we get, like, 300-odd people will listen to an episode nowadays. And it's, like... If you put all of them in the room, that's that's a reasonable amount of people. Like, you'd be like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. 300 um, people are here. And they're all like, we want to hear what you got to say. And it's like, do you... Do you have... Yeah, it's weird. Like, even with the Discord, like, because I run my own Discord. And there's a level... Because we talk about... 
mental health and people will talk about their mental health in there. Mm. I've made like a whole set of rules and part of it is explaining that, and this has not been an issue yet, but part of it is explaining that I'm not a medical professional and like you, anything that's said, like you shouldn't come here seeking genuine help and all that kind of stuff because it's like you you need to make sure (laughs) you cover yourself with that to begin with it's actually high risk now i think about it like hopefully people don't do that i I feel that way and i'm like a game part of this is also like maybe we're just on our own bullshit right now because like we're not a big deal at all yeah yeah that helps like in the grand scheme of things yeah like no which helps i think oh i but, but, like, people will come into my chat. I've asked a couple of people in my, my Twitch, the very small fucking Twitch following I have, like, why they do it. And that's, like, why they watch me on Twitch. And, like, oh, I've learned all kinds of things about Blueprint. And I just want to be like, don't. What? <laughs> Holy shit. No. This isn't how things are done. Are you doing it all this wrong? This is incorrect. Go follow. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No, man. No. No. Go follow, uh, like, Epic. They do actual, like, educational streams. What are you doing? I'm mostly fucking around, like, most of the time. Talking about dumb shit. Like, this isn't good. This is a clown in a basement. Go be better. <laughs> uh, but, like... Gwen Frey, clown in basement. Well, like, Go her... be better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got... Uh, I got one person. I don't know if she was, like, trying to be really nice, but she's like, yeah, I mean, I follow you because I think it's good to see women making games, and it's uh, it's cool to watch, like, a, you know, like, a lady make games on Twitch. And it, you you exemplify kind of like what women can do and i was like holy crap that's unacceptable the amy hennig exists you don't need me man like there's <laughs> women doing way better shit than me like don't put that on me i'm not propping up the gender jesus no Gwen no, Frey no, 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 no. Is, yeah she is definitely not propping up the gender you should hear her as soon as we're offline amy- Oof, <laughs> horrible <laughs> no but i was just like no seriously amy hennig she's amazing jane ang great speaker mm. you got like you know like we got you know there's a list like of powerful you know well smart i mean there's something to be said for that person who is like oh no your your stuff actually is important to me like and that's fine yeah it, it, but like uh, like it, it's fine so long as it doesn't come with any kind of weird responsibility mm. i like we can do the other part of this like we're, we're circling around the arena net stuff again like we can do this because i don't work at uh any kind of 2k company anymore yeah like Like, no one gives a fuck what i say so it's like like (laughs) i'm not in any position that what i say realistically matters i mean there are certain topics that i what like will not go into big detail on like if if we were to talk about streaming software i couldn't really go super deep about it because i work for a streaming software company Uh, but like that's about it like (laughs) otherwise no one gives a fuck what chris has to say so it's like we got it kind of easy. I, I care. Oh, I know I'm you do. Your, I'm one of your followers. <laughs> Thanks, Gwen. I'm, uh, you're, you're welcome. I'm glad. Uh, it's self-serving. But, uh, wait, what were we talking about? So, yeah. Wait, what were we talking about? Oh, geez. Um, we were talking about responsibility to an audience and whether you feel uh, like even we do or how much that kind of reaches out into the world and like i don't know yeah it, i mean it, it's hard to say because there isn't a lot of this goes into there aren't a handful of experts anymore there's 
tons and tons of little communities that people yeah. belong to. And so how much just responsibility does each person have? And a lot of it is like, I mean, some part of your brain has to be like, get over your bullshit. Yeah. You know, like we're not a big deal. No, none of us are big deals. But then mm. again, no one is a big deal anymore. There's very few big deals. Actually. It's true. It's true. Uh, it, it, we've kind of like, I don't know the word for it. Distributed the big dealness. Yeah. No, like I know a, instead of having like a couple of influential people in the world, there's now like a lot. Anybody can be on the Internet and everybody seemingly is. Uh, well, in terms of the actual podcast, I would like to wrap it up here because there are a few questions in the Twitch chat that we're going to answer. But that will be exclusive to you, Twitch chat. So oh, we'll hang out here for like five minutes or whatever. And we'll talk. But for the people listening at home on their portable device in audio form, uh, I hope this doesn't sound too crappy to you because this has been done live and is uh, different. So let us know if you've liked it, if you've enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'll let Gwen Frey do the traditional sign off. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box.